Hello, everybody, and welcome to Freedom Will Get Home, the internet's best and funniest podcast. Uh, God, I hate that intro. Thing. I hate it so much. The best and funniest podcast. Oh, ever. Well, here's the thing. There's like, I there's received, like, yeah. I received a message recently from someone uh-huh. who said that I sounded like I didn't want to do the podcast anymore, and they uh-huh. said it was, was a shame because they really liked the podcast. Was that was they that said, person me? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was a fan. It was a genuine fan of the podcast. I was so not me. They were like, I'm glad you're still doing the podcast, even though every week it sounds like you really don't want to. And I want everyone to know, I do enjoy doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. I really do, Ben. I do. We've got to come up with a better, because it because if I was listening to, if I was like, oh, a friend of mine told me to, uh, to listen to this podcast, I'll pop it on. And then the first words out of the podcast are the internet's best and funniest podcast. I am throwing my phone in a canal. Of and do you know what? You of course, do, do you, you know are. what? We don't, want, we don't want those listeners. We want people who understand <laughs> the ironic backstory to that uh-huh. innately. Innately. Hearing that. Because, like, innately. you know what? Uh, let's bring in our guest, and I'll tell you why I'm concerned about this. Sure. You would know her as a comedian, an award winning comedian. Mm-hmm. You would know her as a Queenslander, most importantly. Mm-hmm. And a person from the country. She loves to talk about that. It's uh, dangerous animals enthusiast, Danielle Walker. Hello, Danielle. Oh, hello. Happy to be here. I do I do want a trophy now that says Queenslander on it. <laughs> do, you, do you know when I, because um, uh, when I <laughs> when I won um, the Best Newcomer Award at the Comedy Festival, thank you so much, um, a lot of the other awards got trophies and uh-huh. um, I, I didn't get a trophy. Why not? What? Does Best Newcomer um, not get I, a trophy? I I don't know. I just didn't get a trophy. But then because everybody else had a trophy and like the photos they did after, they didn't know what to do with me because I was just like holding an envelope. (laughs) And then they said like they just grabbed Frank Woodley and were like, here, pose with Frank Woodley. (laughs) Human trophy Frank Woodley. Yeah, technically Frank Woodley's your um is your trophy. Oh, and that's why I can see him um standing on your bookcase. <laughs> yeah, he's right there. I thought he was doing some of his classic physical comedy, but no, he's your trophy. <laughs> um I also have another question. Sorry to get off topic. I just um I just came in my head before. But um did- you what? Excuse me. I was gonna let that go. I was gonna let that whoosh past. What did you say, Danielle? What did I say? You just you said, said I you just came, came in your in head. head. Oh, like a thought. Yes, ha 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 ha. We're all you're all dirty boys here. But no, so I can't speak properly, and it's. I think it's a disability. I think I've genuinely got something, but um, mm-hmm. I do have a question, mm-hmm. which is: Did Michael Hing? Did you used to do a podcast with Jack Drews? Yes. Was it thi- was it this podcast? No, although Jack Longcast, has been on this you, podcast. Okay, you used to do a podcast with Jack Drews, and then and then the wonderful um, wonderful comedian Jack Drews moved to Melbourne and abandoned me, so I had to set up shop with Ben. Yep, disgustingly. Okay. Yep, and that was before Zoom. If 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 we'd had the technology, I would have been out of the curb. But as it stood back then, you could only do podcasts in the same room as somebody, and then an audio engineer who was etching it onto a wax cylinder. <laughs> Uh, why do you ask, Danielle? Because I used, before I did comedy, uh-huh. I used to listen to that podcast. Oh, my goodness. How this, would you have found it? I don't even know. I also used to think that everybody who had a podcast was a celebrity. So. <laughs> well, that's broadly true. So When I moved to Melbourne, I met somebody who'd been a one-off guest on a podcast and said, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm meeting you at the first gig I ever went to. Now, in fairness, that was Barack Obama coming (laughs) off the back of his Mark Maron stint, so I can understand why you were impressed. (laughs) Um, No, that was literally that podcast, uh, I think it was called the Drews and Hing or the Hing and Drews podcast. That podcast came about because... Uh, the university I was working at at the time, I was working at the student union, they wanted to set up a podcasting program. And they said to me, Michael Hing, will you go out to a uh, like a, in a microphone shop or whatever and buy a bunch of podcasting equipment because we want to start a podcast for the students to do? And I said, sure thing, boss. And I went out there. And in the time it took for me to go <laughs> to the shop and purchase all the microphones and, and then go back to the university, the program was cancelled. And so uh, they had all this equipment, which I just took. <laughs> <laughs> and then started the podcast with my friend Jack. <laughs> uh, and our one fan was Danielle. I was wondering who our one yeah. listener was. It yeah, was that, was that was her. That was her. 
Well, I think I came in quite late because there was a period in time where for months, every afternoon when I'd walk my dog, that's what I would listen to. And then obviously I ran out of episodes. I don't listen, like I don't have like podcasts that come in weekly and I'm like, can't wait for an episode of that. I will. I listen to like 40 episodes <laughs> in a row mm-hmm. and then I move on to the next. Until you're just sure. sick of everyone involved and then, yes. yeah. It is funny, like... Yeah, I oh, hang on. I want to talk about why I hate your intro, Hing. I was getting a coffee last week, or maybe two weeks ago. Time has yep. just ceased to have any meaning, and the barista with whom I am friendly at the local cafe uh-huh. said to me, "What are you up to today?" And I said, "Oh, I've got to go record a podcast with a dear, dear friend of mine, um, who never has podcasted with anybody else in his life." <laughs> And I was his first choice. Sure. And she said, she's quite young. She's a Zoomer, Michael. She Uh said, oh, what's the podcast called? And I said, oh, no. Um, (laughs) Because it sounded like I was angling for her to listen. Another listener. And we don't need, Michael, we have dozens of listeners across the globe. (laughs) Um, But she, she had her phone out already, Danielle. She had her phone out and her podcast catcher open. And I told her the name of the podcast. Did you explain to this person that the podcast is mostly filthy and probably not suitable for anyone to listen to? <laughs> well, she's not like 12. She's no, like, I know, but, but at anyone, like if you're listening to this right now, you should feel bad for listening. To this no, podcast. I was so bowled over by uh, like the awkward situation I'd found myself in mm-hmm. that I just was like, it's pretty good home. And she was like, oh, is that sure. like Hobber and Hing? And I was like, well, no, because Hobber, I mean, Hobber is a, it's, but that is Michael Hing, yeah. And she was like, oh, okay, well, I'll listen to it. I was like, you really don't need to. Thanks very much. And I like almost left without well, taking my coffee. But see, then when I was walking, I, and I guess this is Michael, listen oh, sure. to me. Then yeah. when I was walking home, I was like, oh, it's fine. It's like, it's, it's a fine podcast. People like the podcast. And then I thought that fucking introduction, she's just going to hear. Hello and welcome to the only funny podcast on the internet. And then she's, it's going to be done. And then the next time I see her, it's going to be awkward. And guess what, Michael? What? When I saw her the next time, she told me two things. Mm-hmm. She said, oh, by the way, I listen to your podcast. And uh-huh. I said, so three things. That's one thing that she told me. And then she said, you laugh like Elijah Wood. And I said, okay, I don't, I don't. <laughs> so I don't. she didn't mention the intro. Well, no. And then I said, oh, okay. That's interesting. And I said, I said, that was the thing you were worried about, Ben. But actually, maybe the thing you should be concerned about is your Woody and laugh. <laughs> and then she said, and then she said, yeah, listen to it. Like, repeated it. And I was like, oh, who is the guest? And she said, oh, I didn't get that far. Now, <laughs> Michael and Danielle, as you will know, we introduce our guests very quickly because me and Michael don't like to be in the same room as each other alone for very long. <laughs> so she listened to like, Two minutes of that, absolute max. And I yeah, okay. feel like it's probably the intro. I well, mean, also, why didn't she just lie? I feel like there's, <laughs> she could have just said any name and you wouldn't have called her out on it. <laughs> because she Barack Obama. We'd have been yeah. like, sure. <laughs> because she's a Zoomer. She's brutal, man. No, She's got that brutal TikTok energy. Ben, first of all, first of all, look, as an experienced broadcaster myself, can Mm -hmm. I allay your fears, right? You just, you can't be doing, well, this is a broadcast medium, Ben. Yeah. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. Uh We can't be, we can't be just doing podcasts for single people. You know, we make decisions not based on one person, what Mm -hmm. they might like or dislike. We have to make decisions based on what we find funny. That's true. Otherwise... Otherwise, mm-hmm. we're going to be. Ch- otherwise, we're going to end up like Logan Paul. That's well, what's going to happen. Well, do Michael, understand? do you want to be Logan Paul? I then? don't know. Do you want to be? Do you want to be a multi-millionaire? <laughs> yeah, do you want to be rich what and famous and do? beloved? <laughs> do you want your brother to go to the suicide forest and make fun of some corpse you <laughs> hanging in the on a tree? Yes, of course, I want all of those things, Michael. <laughs> Do you want to fight, I don't know, Mike Tyson or whatever? Do you want to fight Mike Tyson, Ben? But, Michael, that's what I'm doing. I'm forgetting the barista. I don't like it. Mm, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, well, welcome to the world's most dog shit podcast for dumb cunts. See? Good home. Now, that's not bad. I'm putting a little edit marker in. That's where we're starting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how's your week been, Ben? It's been, uh, it's been okay. You know, I don't know about you guys. Danielle, you are a Queenslander, but you are in Sydney presently, are you not? 
Yes. So you've been kind of going through the lockdown stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, a bit of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, big time. I've found this week to be uh, a little bit a little bit easier than the others, possibly because I'm taking three weeks um, from work uh, from what I think is technically called by HR Cuckoo Bananas Leave. Uh, um, can I get some Cuckoo Bananas Leave? Do you have plans? Or is this going to be a genuine holiday, Ben? Where you, or not a genuine holiday, it's a genuine rest where you do nothing and sort of let your brain recover? Or have you found a little project, like one of your little projects, like recoloring old photos or learning to pick locks? <laughs> These are two things he's learnt to do as an adult, Danielle. Okay. I can do can both. Can I send some photos for you to recall? I, Danielle, I would love to do that. Great. I haven't fired up the old uh, l- fucking colour curves panel on Photoshop in a very long time, and I would love to do that for you. Um, no, Michael, I think I'm going to watch a lot of movies, and I do have a fun little side project that I am working on that um, that I think will be a nice little fun distraction. Okay. Is it, uh, why are you putting together a gun while you say that? Are you going to assassinate the Queen? Well, David Harmon has a 3D printer, and... <laughs> Uh, no, I'm working on a, I'm working on, I, th- I think, I think uh-huh. it's going to come out on my newsletter. I'm, I'm working on a serialized crime fiction, uh, story that's going to- About gonna, a man who kills the queen. About a man with a dream to kill Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, and I think it's going to start coming out in a month. Okay. That's interesting. Great. That's exciting. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I, and, and as I get more confident about it, uh, I will start talking about it more here to tease. Okay. Um, and is it based in reality? Do, do you want to kill the queen? It's Danielle. It's not about killing the queen. Okay. Sorry. It's just, it seemed like it was about <laughs> killing the queen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now that we've talked about it though, I think I might do some tinkering to make it about killing the queen. <laughs> um, Danielle, since last year on the show, obviously, um, you know, like like Ben said, uh, you've been through a couple more weeks of lockdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you coping with it all? You, you, you... Well, I have really taken up a – I've bought um, a jigsaw cutter. Um, I've bought multiple different types of sanders. I own a drill. I have – a lot of equipment what now. Do you build? Are you building something? Is it a I've, trebuchet with which to fire the queen into the shark? <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to admit that on air, Hing. <laughs> um, I have been, I'm currently building three different tables and now I've reached a point where I have to stop building tables because <laughs> I need to ha- do some work and and. Do you need stop three it. tables or are these for gifts for other people? Yeah, they're different tables that I need that I want. For what? I need a what coffee kind of table because mm-hmm. sometimes I want to do things, but I but I want to be in front of the TV. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. you want to do a puzzle, but you want to sit on the Couch. floor in front of the TV oh, sure. and do the puzzle or something, uh-huh. or you want to put down a cup. And I don't have a coffee table. These are classic uses for a table that you've listed here, Danielle. See, there's two different things there. Then what I also want is um, you've seen them. You probably haven't seen them. I'm not on TikTok, but they're uh-huh. most famous for being on TikTok. They're like Icon Cobb Haven is the name of the designer who made these like tile tables. Anyway, I have been tiling a table that I made out of a bookshelf that I cut up and repurposed the bookshelf to make into a tile table. That currently is nearly done i'm gonna grout that today and then the last thing is i'm sanding back an old side table and painting it and redoing it up because i don't like it and every time i walk into the room i stare at it and go i fucking hate that side table now, Danielle, i can't live with myself when wow. you said that you're making too many tables I'll, i'm gonna i'm gonna come clean here i was skeptical <laughs> I was I was thinking to myself, how many tables could this lady be making? Honestly, too many tables. Daniel Walker, that is too many tables. This is our new segment. Too how many, many tables. tables. Is too many tables. And how many tables are you making right now, Ben? I am making zero tables. I'm also making zero tables. That means our uh, I guess loser tonight on who is making too many tables. It's Danielle Walker. Congratulations, oh. you get a statue of Frank Woodley. Yep, and also this table. Um, <laughs> this is a podcast where we go through the week's classifieds and find the best and worst things to talk about. And uh, Ben, you're going to kick us off today. Yeah, I am. This was sent in by um, uh, Power Coward Geraldine. Thank you, Geraldine. Thank you, Geraldine. Uh, it's taken from somewhere that I don't think we visit very often on the internet. 
Um, but we should, you know, it's our um, it's uh, it's our uh, neglected relative in a nursing home. We just don't get there enough. But um, oh, <laughs> this is taken from Airtasker, which is a oh, okay, a wonderful place. Yeah, where uh, where you put up a task. You say, hey, I've got heaps of tables in my house. I can't move for all the tables. It's like Spiffington Mance up in here. And I, um, <laughs> fuck, that's a deep cut. That is one-time sketch on like season two of the McAuliffe program where the entire joke is that there's too much furniture. Um, <laughs> I have too much furniture, so I get that joke real Excellent. Good. <laughs> um, but you might say, get, get, get these tables out of here. Uh, I'll give you, and you put a quote up. You say, "Oh, you're explaining you, Airtasker." Sorry, <laughs> oh. I'll give you a hundred bucks if you have a uh-huh. truck and a couple of strong people. You come and take these tables away. I'll give you a hundred bucks, and then someone mm-hmm. says, "I'll do it for two hundred bucks," and you go, "All right." So that's what Airtasker is. But the thing about Airtasker, Danielle Walker, is you can put anything up there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've used it for copy editing in the past because I'm very bad at spotting typos and things that are right. So I put it up on Airtasker and I say, can someone proof this for me? Um, you you just give that to a random? Well, I don't do that anymore. I have a friend who does it for me now who I pay who isn't a random on the internet. But prior to that friend, I uh, I definitely just said, hey, proof this. And they would proof. Okay. Because, mm. like, yeah, when when I use Airtasker, I don't. I don't use it for like a professional thing that I would be worried about it being bad. <laughs> um, yeah, but Danielle, just... this is why, and this is why Danielle, you're an award-winning comedian. That's true, uh, because you haven't outsourced um, your passion and your job to um, a random on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last like, by the way, four months of the feed have just been some guy in the Philippines. <laughs> 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 the wonderful uh, sketch about the treats, that was all a man of the Philippines. <laughs> yep. Um, so, the, so sorry, Danielle, I didn't realise that you, you had used Airtasker. What sort of stuff do you use Airtasker for? Um, once I used it for um, getting rid of rubbish because we needed to move house really quickly from Melbourne to Sydney mm-hmm. and turns out going to the dump is really hard. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? Well, like, you've got to put it in the car, then you've got to take it, then they weigh the car. And I would have had to do, like, two loads because we're moving into state and needed to get rid of some stuff. And because it was in COVID, there was, like, a lot of, like, stuff that was still, like, shut down. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't take it to, like, salvos and stuff. And we knew that there was a dump with a dump shop we could take stuff to, so it will be sold there. But then you can't just go to the dump without paying a fortune. <laughs> so I called up a guy on Airtasker and he was like, yeah, I can do it for $20. Well, I didn't call him up. I put the ad out. He quoted me mm-hmm. $20, which I thought was really good. Daniel, that can just I means just say you picked that- up your stuff and then dumped it by the side of the road, right? Listen, it's I'm was in a rush and it was it's not my problem once it's not in my ha- house anymore. And that's the and law. And I don't. That's the law. Yeah. I give a man a body, it's not my body anymore. It's his body, he deals with it. Give a man a body and he'll dump it in the tip. <laughs> Teach a man to murder. Um, so, Daniel, can I just say, I, uh, as far as I'm aware, you are a childless person and yes. uh, a woman, but can I just say that that rant then had just pure, uncut dad energy. <laughs> 100%. You've got to take it the tip, which costs a fortune. These bloody charlatans down the tip, they want to charge me $180 to dump a mattress. And I said, mate, the bush is just behind me. What do I need to put? Well, I've got, I've got land behind me. It's owned by the council and they own the tip. So technically that's a tip as well, mate. Yeah, I'm not. I'm going to run for council this year. Can I'm I, absolutely going to run for council. Can I tell you guys a sketch idea that I had that is completely unfeasible to do? Not just because I'm on Cuckoo Bananas leave, but mm-hmm. also because it would just be far too expensive. But it really tickled me when I thought about it. Um, so it's a Mad Max situation. Everybody's got their really cool cars, those, uh, war, war rigs and whatnot. Uh, mm-hmm. but then there's like a guy with crazy dad energy who's just held on to the family Toyota Camry. <laughs> 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 like imagine that scene where they're all like kind of in that convoy and then like a, <laughs> a Toyota Camry like indicates into it. <laughs> and Surging. there are like cringing children <laughs> in the back and the dad's like, oh, bloody hell, look at that. 
No reversing camera on that one, I reckon, kids. <laughs> we had different dads. <laughs> My dad was. We had a Datsun Ute, and it was only supposed to. You know, when there's like. Is there a limit where you're not allowed to have a kid in the front seat because it's illegal? Yeah, man. I was in or under that, 10 or something. Or yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, there definitely, so, definitely is. And it's like quite so, old. Because when I. Because it was obviously illegal to have a kid in the front seat of the car and it was a Datsun Ute, so it had two seats. Instead, I would lie down behind the seats and we'd put pillows on top of me and the dog would sit in the front seat. Sorry, was the, were the pillows to conceal you from law enforcement or in the event Correct. of a crash? Yes, to conceal me from law enforcement. That's why, was you, why was your dad so worried about the cops pulling him over? Just they pull you over up there all the time. You oh, know, it's Queensland they're cops. checking for rust yeah. on the cars. So is this roadworthy? It's got rust. So that's mm-hmm. that's all I remember from my childhood. So do you feel your dad would have been like kind of like in the Mad Max scenario, like drop of a hat the moment society looks a little bit rickety, he's building like a war rig immediately? Oh, he's literally, he's ripping the, the doors off the ute, putting me in the front, <laughs> cutting out the window from the back. He's so happy the moment. He's like, guess what? We can have rust. Now, <laughs> Danielle's He's... dad is is adding a flamethrower to a guitar as we speak. <laughs> uh, well, Ben, what was this thing you found on Airtasker? Well, I didn't find it. Geraldine, the power oh, coward, sorry. found yes, it. Yes, thank you, um, Geraldine. I don't know if I don't know if she's I, I, her name looks familiar. So I'm I'm if I am all the cowards, you're in there. Yeah, all the cowards, <laughs> welcome. Find a spot. Uh, so this was I don't know what what part of Airtasker this is in. Um, but I know that it hasn't been filled as of when when Geraldine posted this. So nobody's uh-huh. put their hand up and said, I'll do that. Which surprises me because it's it's the 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 budget for this particular task. It's like hiding a body money. You know what I mean? But it's really? not a hiding a body task. Oh. So uh, this is uh, host, uh, posted by Paul K. Uh, it's due... It's due on the 30th of September of this year. So that gives you 19 odd days. And it's, you can do it from home, which is good. Oh, and I'm fairly sure. In fact, I'm, I'm, it's a virtual certainty that this is Australian. Okay. Uh, Write one chapter of a romantic novel. And here are the details. Write one chapter of a novel. And the novel is called Ballarat Love Child. Beautiful. <laughs> Expressing 18-year-old Helen. Now, that's spelt Helen with an E on the end. Helen? All right. Yeah, Helene, maybe? Helene? I don't know. 18-year-old yeah. Helene's viewpoint. The writer. So, okay. Can I have a question immediately. Go. Mm-hmm. Is there a photo of the person asking for this? Because Helene is not the name of an 18-year-old. Well, well, uh, I, I, I'm going to pull you up here, Danielle, because I feel you may have jumped the gun because you don't know uh, the period that Ballarat Love Child is set. Oh, oh okay. I'm so okay. sorry. Okay. So <laughs> if you're thinking about doing this, guys, I've got, s- I've got some news. The writer must be a woman. I'm very sorry, Michael, but you're still in the running, Danielle, who has Thank published you. a novel. I don't know if you published a novel, but... I feel like that's quite an elastic definition and we could probably fudge it. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Like a podcast is a novel in a way. You know what I mean? It's like a novel for the ears. Oh, that's an I, audio book. Um, yeah. You can self-publish anything. Like I could take a bunch of – I've written some blog posts. I could just go publish that tomorrow. There you self-publish go. Self-publish that. You've written a novel. Start it with Once Upon a Time. That's a novel. <laughs> 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 the other day I was uh, mucking about with the boy and he does this thing where he likes if I pretend to be asleep and then he goes, blah, and I pretend to be woken up and, and, and uh-huh. frightened. It's classic. Classic year. wake up dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I've been like prolonging it a lot, partly because the actual act of waking up, I really put a lot of effort into it and it, and it, and it, and it's tiring um, to like do multiple times. And so I'm trying to like sp- spread out the amount of time it takes me to like get to inverted commas sleep so I don't have to keep going. Which hey, is my you're, saying, you're saying Dr. Footlights doesn't um, cure you of your tiredness <laughs> as soon as you go to perform for your, for your son? After like 45 minutes, no. Um, huh. 
So like when I say he's like, Daddy, go to sleep, and I and I've been like kind of padding it out, being like, Well, you gotta tell me a story first. You gotta like you gotta like sing me a song and then like putting it back on him. Also mm. is like kind of revenge for like so he can understand how annoying it is to put him to sleep. Uh but the other day I was doing that and I said to him, you got to tell a nursery rhyme to, to get me to sleep. And he was like really G'd up and wanted to do the kind of scaring dad thing. And so he was really just phoning it in. And when he got to nursery rhyme, <laughs> I, said, I said, buddy, you got to do a nursery rhyme to get daddy to sleep. And he just went, there was an old woman, the end. And I was like, that's pretty good. That's <laughs> that has all the basic, all the basic elements of a nursery rhyme. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so uh, at the end, so Danielle, this is why I think Helene might might be apt. At the end of the 19th century, beautiful and talented Helene Dora. Beautiful name, guys. Mm-hmm. Helene Dora. It's like a um, it's like the name of a of a beautiful flower. Was engaged to the eligible John Cracker. What? <laughs> <laughs> John Cracker was the name. John Cracker, the and Helene o- Dora, <laughs> the only son of the Chief Justice and owner of a gold mine. What a character! What okay. a character! So we've got a few characters in play here. Mm-hmm. Helene Dora, mm-hmm. how did you pronounce it, Danielle? Yeah. Helene, yeah, Helene Dora. 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 Dora, maybe. Surely That's... Dora is a nicer way to say yeah, it. Yeah, but I'll yeah, tell you Dora how... is horrible, but Cracker. <laughs> I'm not expecting the person who came up with Cracker to think Dora. <laughs> um, I also think that you should know that Dora Dora is spelt D-O-R-O-U-G-H. Mm. So it could be Dora. Dora. Like cough. Yeah. It could yeah. be, yeah. Rhymes with Helene Dora rhymes with cough. Could be a line of dialogue <laughs> that you can have for free. Um, was engaged to the eligible John Cracker, the only son of the Chief Justice and owner of a gold mine. Uh-huh. Now, uh-huh. end of the 19th uh-huh. century, I think you probably could be the Chief Justice and owner of a gold mine. But nowadays, mm-hmm. I feel like that would be um, a conflict. Conflict? Yeah. Uh, uh, so how much is this paying, Ben? Well, I'm not fucking finished yet. Oh, sorry, sorry. This is what we call in the writing business, uh huh, the prestige. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, this is this is the this is the um, this is conflict, right? This is this is because so far, the 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 life of Helene uh, Dora rhymes with cough actually sounds pretty yeah. great. Uh, engaged to eligible John Cracker, the son of Chief Justice and the older of a gold mine. Oh my goodness, she's I mean, going to inherit that Chief Justice fortune. And the gold mine fortune, man. Bing, bang, bong. And bomb. the gold mine. She can buy all the old-timey baubles that she wants with that. Uh, <laughs> life looks pretty good until... And that was my editorialising. Uh-huh, Paul uh-huh, K would uh-huh. never be so crass as to say <laughs> life looks pretty good until, but it's implied in between the full stop and the next uh-huh. sentence. She forfeited everything. For four months with Walter Withers. Oh. <laughs> so hang on. So she was in, she was engaged to the the gold the gold miner slash son of a chief justice slash yes yes yep and she's given that up to f- to be with someone yep. for for four months yep and all we know about that person is their name is Walter Withers Walter. Withers. So I've just wow. I'm just jotting down my love triangle here. Uh-huh. Um, can we see? You've got to write a chapter of this Ball- Ballarat love child. Yeah, and it doesn't say the first chapter. It says one chapter. <laughs> okay. Is I have a question about the four months. Are we getting to this? Is it, no, that's is that's there the entirety more? of the text. Okay. And, and the budget for this, the budget for one chapter uh-huh. of Ballarat love child is. In Australian dollars, three thousand. Oh my god! I'll do this. <laughs> I will do. I mean, I will go through them. I just don't. I have a, a few questions about the, uh, like the four months. Mm-hmm. Is it? Does he die at the end of the four months or something? Or like what? Or is it just four months and then he runs away? And yeah, when she, she's when, pregnant, when she, because... when she goes to hook up with him, he's like, "Hey, just so you know, I'm not in, I'm not in a place where I want a relationship right now." And she's like, "I've given up a gold mine, you piece of shit." Well, maybe 
maybe Withers isn't a surname, uh, but a verb. Maybe, um, maybe oh, he withers. Maybe, oh, yeah, he maybe cancer. after four months, he kind of just turns into like a, a tiny little bean. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's the 19th century Ballarat version of Benjamin Button. Which you know? I believe was also said in the 19th century, but not in, in oh, Ballarat. Ballarat. So, so you mean she loved him and then he withers into a child well, and I'm that's not, where the love child Danielle, comes I'm from. neither. So you love him and then he's a child. <laughs> Yeah, Ballarat love child. Okay, again, see, that I love see. child is not a. Uh, it's not an adjective uh, noun situation. There, it's a verb. Love, love is a verb. Love is a doing word. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Uh, ben, sorry, I think I have a brain tumor. <laughs> no, you were just quoting Massive Attack. I was that makes just sense. quoting Massive Attack. Uh, as can I? Can I reveal that I've just done a bit of research? Oh yeah. And I've and I've found I found the man who's written this. What? I, I don't want to. I don't this want to goes say everything that Kelly? we do here. They said Paul K. <laughs> I don't want to. Um, I don't want to explain how I've done this, but basically, I've found the person, and I've got a little. I've got a little bit more detail. Oh, King, okay. did you just Google it? Is that uh, how you found it? And you don't want us to think that you're just a man who Google's things? Well, okay. There's two. Th- okay, I've got two things. All right, I've got an update on the Air Tasker ad. Okay. And okay. then I've got a bio that I think has been written by this man. Okay, okay, giddy up. So uh, he writes, The rest of the novel, Ballarat Love Child, has been written in draft form. I've written 44 books, articles and plays that are available in full on the web. I'll pay $3,000 for the chapter and also pay the writer 50% of the book's royalties. That's good and I will all, and, I, and I will acknowledge her. Um, so you're not just a ghostwriter, Danielle. You could be a published author if you so- get this job. I'm confused. What chapter is yeah, this? Yeah, guys, Do, I think a horrible... It's got to be a specific chapter. Guys, I think a horrible kind of penny is, is starting to drop for me. Is it? Is it the sex? Is it like yeah. a sex chapter? I that's, imagine it's some sort of... That's exactly we, I need, what I think it is. I think he needs you to write all about female pleasure, <laughs> Does Danielle. Does he think he's like, oh, I cannot imagine <laughs> what it feels like to be touched as a woman? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe he's like, I am such a good writer and my imagination's so potent that I don't know if I'll come back from it. Sure, he'll end up with a character and then never return. I like that he thinks he's like, I I know women well enough. I know them well enough that I could write a female character, obviously. I can write in the personality of a woman. (laughs) But I could not. I can understand the psyche of a woman, but I cannot understand what it would feel like (laughs) to potentially kiss a man. (laughs) He keeps writing like he keeps writing like Helene Helene kissed Walter Withers and oh yuck. <laughs> he wished he wished he was a he wished he wished Walter Withers was a chick with a big set of cans. No, that's not right. I want to go through all his 40 published books to find the one chapter that was written by a woman in, in every book. time, yeah. Every Michael, time this do you have access to this man's bio. I have some access to this man's bio, or at least a person who, sh- who uh, at least an author who shares the name of this man. Now, this person describes himself as a writer, administrator, and polymath. Mm, this sounds uh-huh. like a guy. They've been uh, a leading actor in Shakespearean and classical tragedies at school and university since the age of 16, uh-huh. studying yeah. five European languages at school and five Asian languages at university. Um, so, you know. It covers the whole globe in terms of languages. Uh-huh. Um, doctoral scholarship to Cambridge at the age of 22, has written four non-fiction books, three novels, and published some 30 articles, including seven on psychiatry. So, Guys, guys, you know. should we, the three of us, fucking muscle in on Cam and Alexi's turf? Yes, 100%. This man is a fraud and he is trying to find women who want to write romantic novels. Yeah. Because he's just like, look at me. I'm good at all these things. I can speak five love languages. I can also speak five Asian languages. I'm cultured. I've got all these degrees. I've written all these books and I love hearing about women fucking. So <laughs> write me some stuff and I'll see if I'm going to, yeah, he's going to try and communicate with them. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. And try and find the, 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 the photo on this bio that I'm looking at does look like, I'll, um, I'll, let, me, let me send it to you guys. I'll put it in the chat. It looks like archival footage from a documentary about a person who did a murder. Uh-huh. Um, 
just but have a Danielle, look at that. But Danielle, if he's if he's a con artist or a fraud, what's his angle here? Like, what's he getting out of it? He's gonna try and three thousand dollars is the upfront money, and then uh-huh. and then he's gonna get that back. How? Because <laughs> he's gonna try and meet a woman and. Oh, that photo is, yeah, he's a murderer. Um, so do you think this is a situation where he'll he'll get you to write it and then he'll say something like, oh, Danielle, the publishers, they need a bit of upfront money from us to get our book. So he's giving you three grand, but we actually we need 10 grand uh, to get the book published. Can you chip yeah. in for that or something? And he does this with like 15 to 20 women at a time, all older. He's trying to make you sell yourself. He's like... Or, you know, you're writing, you're like, hey, I'm not a published author, but I can write, I promise I can write, and I also know what it's like to be penetrated so I can write those (laughs) scenes well. Um, I can, I promise I'll sell my, I'll be so good at this, give me a chance. And then he's like, all right, I'll give you a chance. And then he gives you positive feedback. He's like, I've never read anything that good, and I've read a lot of Danielle Steele novels. And then... (laughs) And then next thing you know, you're writing the chapter, then you're fronting up the money. You don't know. He's got 15 to 20 other women yeah. on the go. This is, uh, yeah, I think we've cracked this one, guys. Mm-hmm. That said, I think you should take him up on this. Or, Michael, has the yeah. position been filled? No, no, it seems like it's still open. Uh, you can make an offer. Although there are lots of people who are wanting to take this on. Um, but, yeah, I feel like I don't. Want to give away any more information about this? Because then we'll just be identifying a man who, who definitely existed as a real person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm keen to I'm keen to do this and investigate myself and right. try and get three thousand dollars. Okay. Well, I'll send but you a link later, Danielle. You should Good, say you're like Donna Tart. Donna Tart. <laughs> yeah, she's an author. She won the well, Pulitzer or the Booker or something. She's only written like three books. She'd be a huge coup to yeah, get um, to get for Ballarat Love Child. And you'll notice okay. how I'm pronouncing that because it's mm. Ballarat Love Child because it loves Not the child. Ballarat Love Child. Yeah, because Walter Withers is withering into a baby. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series We Were the Lucky Ones with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And... Don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Uh, Danielle, do you have a classified you want to share with us? Um, yes. My classified, I'm just finding it, is it's called ISO Farmers Hunters or Freezer Dump Dog Cat. Mm-hmm. Pardon me? <laughs> Do you need any more clarification? I reckon just just give us one more of that, just 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 so we know that every word wasn't a mistake. <laughs> ISO farmers, hunters, or freezer dump dog slash cat. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. And then no and more that is, questions. Is, is that a massive attack lyric as well? Or. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so this one says, "I'm looking for raw food sources for me pets." <laughs> <laughs> Any butchers or hunters that have parts that they would normally throw out, I would be interested in them. Uh, need to empty your freezer, have meat to get rid of, any and all parts of the animal, brain, liver, other secreting organs, <laughs> eyes, bones, skulls, whatever I can use. Fish and birds as well. Also, whole animals would be appreciated. Do not contact me with unsolicited services or offers. <laughs> all right. Uh, so this is Any taken questions? from a place called Bellingham and was sent in by Michael T. Thank you, Michael. Uh, I don't know where Bellingham is. Yeah, um, I was going to say because it could be American, but the me instead of my makes me think it's either English or Australian. Ooh, yeah, interesting. Get me, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's yeah, I think it's in WA. I think it's in Western Australia. Bellingham, okay. beautiful, is my guess. I believe and is it we up north. Uh. Yes, I think it is. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say it seems like somewhere that would be up north. Oh, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Huh? It's um I'm you so saw- wrong. It's actually in Tasmania? I saw WA and thought it was Western Australia. It was uh. actually in Washington state. Ah. Uh, ah. So it, so it is up north in many ways. Uh, yeah. in that it is uh, in the northern hemisphere. Uh, so it's kind <laughs> of a, cu- a couple of hours north of Seattle. 
or, a, you know, a, a, fair, a fair drive north of Seattle is what it looks All right, like. Well, maybe there's some weird Washington dialect that does me for my... I don't I don't care to get into it. It could be an Australian abroad. We have left before. That's true. Well. I have a friend called Jason Wilson who uh, <laughs> lives in Washington and is Australian. He's a writer for The Guardian, though. I don't think he needs animal parts. But you know what? I'll chat with him later today and find out if this was his. Now, the thing is, this person just wants free animal parts, right? They're not looking, they don't suggest they're going to pay for them. They just want, they just want, um, like, stuff you don't need. If you yeah. need to empty out your freezer kind of thing, have me to get mm. rid of, I'll take it. Uh, Daniel, I feel like, have you, you've had, you've talked on this podcast before about the many pets you've owned. Um, yes. Oh, uh, just, just yesterday I was talking to a friend because um, she's just gotten a dog and she said, she was supposed to go for a socially distanced walk and she said she didn't want to leave the puppy. Oh, and sure. I said, oh, yeah, because I once had a duckling that um, died of loneliness. Um, and <laughs> you can't so you can't sad. leave him. That, was... sounds, that sounds like a children's story that like that, like someone would write and then would be banned from schools for being too sad. Yeah, it sounds like the sort of book that I just like, <laughs> that would be like from the 40s. That sometimes like I find books in like a street library and I'm like, oh, it's called like The Happiest Fox. And then I'll like be reading it and then halfway through I'll be like, oh, good goodness. I need to like make up the rest of this. <laughs> Uh, on yeah. the, I need to, I need to get those theater sports gears kicking in because I, I cannot read the happiest fox anymore to my what child. What happened with your, what happened with your duck, Danielle? Well, um, a girl at the dog boarding kennel I worked at found just a duckling that was by itself, and she didn't know what to do, and so she bought it to work, and I was like, oh, I can take it. I've got like all the um lights and stuff, and. Um, whatever, and know how to do it, and it would have been fine. Okay, I would have been able to look after the duck. But what you what you do if you've got a duck or something that's by itself because they do get very lonely mm. is you're supposed to put like an egg timer on when they're sleeping at night when you're not around so that they hear the like tick tick tick, tick and it sounds like a heart. Yes. It's like their mum's heart. And oh. so what happened is during the night the egg timer stopped working. And then I woke up and went to go check on my sweet baby duckling that I'd fallen in love with, and it was hard and cold. Oh, and, God. And then I, it was so horrible. I cried and I took it out and I buried it in the yard, and then my dog dug it up immediately. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, help. Oh, I know. <laughs> what the fuck, man? It's not as bad as one time I found my dogs killed a possum. Don't and that's, don't tell that's very the naughty. saddest story that we have ever had on this podcast, <laughs> and then follow it up with, "Oh, it's not as bad as when." <laughs> so we uh, a do- a do- one of our dogs killed a possum, and I went down to feed our chickens, and the possum was inside the yard where the dogs had killed it. But there's like a uh, we had a fence between the front bit of our yard and the back bit of our yard, sure, and. A little tiny baby possum, maybe oh. like five centimetres long. It was like pink and tiny. Oh. It was on the ground there and it was covered in ants and I was probably like eight and I picked it up and I picked all the little ants off it and then I carried it up and it was like moving its little tiny baby jelly bean arms and I'd fallen in love with it because I'd just saved its life. And I took it up to Dad and I was like, Dad, we've got to call Jade and Charlie because they were my friends and they were wildlife carers. And then he said, give that to me and go get ready for hockey. And so I was like, okay, Dad, and I gently put the possum in his hands and then I went and put my hockey uniform on and when I came back out, I saw my dad putting it in a plastic bag and tying it up and putting it in the bin. Oh, the only thing that would make that the only thing that would make that story worse is if you walked away and while you're like getting your hockey stick out of its case or whatever, you just hear a single gunshot. You know, <laughs> Daniel, did you fucking grow up in a John Steinbeck novel? What the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry. It is. It is. My dad didn't even think it was bad. He was just like, it wasn't gonna live because I cried the whole way to hockey and it was like, it was never gonna live. Did you win and the game? Like, How'd you go to hockey that day? Oh, I did not win. I won. I scored. <laughs> We had a rule in my family. The rule was if you score a goal, Danielle, in hockey, I will buy you a McFlurry. And I never scored a single goal in the six years I did hockey. I was too busy talking. <laughs> you probably, t- I mean, to be honest, you're probably talking through many of the um, animal-related traumas that happened to you oh, as a The other girls arrived. I was like, have you had any pets die of loneliness? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, Michael, do you have a really lovely, uplifting one to just soar us home with? <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, now, Ben, yeah, mate. you you live in a house, don't you, mate? Uh, yeah. Uh huh. And Danielle, you also live in a house. Am I right? Am I right to say that? Am I, I live in an, an apartment. House? An apartment. Yeah. apartment. Sure. Yeah, I'll come and clean. Ours is technically a townhouse. Sure. Uh, but uh, Ben, you uh, you uh, you live in a house that you own that is yeah, uh, very illegally so. built by a um. By a madman. Well, part and of it was illegally built by a madman. Let's sure. let's. Uh, and Danielle, you you're a renter, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, this is probably more uh, in relation to Danielle then Danielle's mm-hmm. situation because this is a listing for a rental. Um, if you'd like to live in a house, now, it's quite long, so I won't read that all. But I'll just skip over the main. I'll skip. I'll, I'll skim it and go you know, to the main bits. But basically, this is two and a half thousand dollars a month, a two bedroom. 800-foot adorable home for rent. It's the entire home uh, in somewhere called uh, Lynn in Boston. Okay, it's Boston. The northern, the northern part of Boston. We have listeners okay. in Boston. Oh, yeah, we have heaps of listeners in Boston, don't we? Yeah. An unspeakable amount of listeners in Boston. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm talking, uh, so I don't know what, I I'm don't talking know what we have Leo from The Departed. In Boston. I'm talking yes. we have... Jack Nicholson from The Departed. In Boston. Um, I'm talking we have Matt Damon from Goodwill Hunting in the in in what listening to the show. But not mm. Matt Damon from The Departed. No. We're still uh, trying to get Murphy's him. huge fans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so this is taken from Boston. It's a... It's an... It's a... Two... The rat it's at the end squared. of... The rat at the end of The Departed <laughs> in the final scene... Big fan. <laughs> Wasn't that Matt Damon? No, the actual rat that scurries oh, across the screen as if right, to say, okay. rats. Mm, I see, I see. <laughs> so this is an adorable two-bedroom house for rent, entire house, right? Uh, it's quite long, but I'll... Uh, please read full description before contacting me or my broker. It's a small two-bedroom home, entire home for rent in Lynn, Massachusetts. 800 square feet, small but functional and quaint. Disclosure... Previous tenant passed away in the master bedroom two days ago. Pictures are of the current state. The home will be cleared of all furniture before occupancy. The cleaning is up to you. Bring a bucket, gloves, and a lot of bleach. Oh, my God. Mm. You are right. This is uplifting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rent is $2,500 a month. If rent is one day late, I will immediately begin the eviction process. Rent is payable by check only and to be left in the mailbox the night before the first of the month. I will pick it up. I do not want to talk to you. So just leave it in the mailbox and I'll be on my way. Is the eviction notice murdering yeah, them? I like, is ev- it murder? I will evict you from life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here are the stipulations for rental. First, last, a security deposit and a broker's fees required to move in. At your expense, I require a background check, a credit score and a drug test. Uh, it, uh, he, he, this person adds all that up and you end up uh, to move into this house. Just to get in there, you need to pay Ten grand, ten thousand dollars. Uh huh. Um, That's like, well, and this is to move into a place where two days ago somebody someone died. died. That's yep. like yep. four chapters of Ballarat Love Child, and that's actually <laughs> yeah. before we even convert to American dollars. And do uh, we know if they had like COVID or anything like that that could be lingering also in the house? Well, they did course. say bring well, bleach. So mm, here's the is, thing: that- is this a money making scheme? He knows there's COVID in the room. He doesn't want to see you because he can't go near anybody who's mm. been in the COVID house. He's trying to get your $10,000, send you in, get you to die of some strain he has concocted. <laughs> Next thing you know, every two days he's got a new person in there giving him $10,000. Yeah, you get this- in there and there's like four other people but they're dead and they all have buckets and bleach. Yeah. <laughs> So when you go to inspect the place, you'll need to wear a mask and gloves at showings and show proof of vaccination. Wear bags over your shoes mm-hmm. to protect my floor from your germs. Oh. Bring your own hand sanitizer and stay 12 feet away from me and my broker. Okay, how's this? I, I require 10 references from non-family members. 10. Oh I don't think God. I have 10 people who'd vouch for me. Would you? I wouldn't, I wouldn't vouch for you. Okay, this is why. Hang on, that's need- not what I asked. <laughs> I meant, do you have 10? I meant, do you have 10... I wasn't asking you to vouch for me, Ben. I was asking if you had 10 people who would vouch for you. Oh, I'm just saying I have. I would not vouch for you. And what's more, I have 10 people who would vouch for me that I would not vouch for you. <laughs> <laughs> would you have 10 references, Danielle? Um, I'd vouch for th- you, Danielle. The thing is I've never How used a reference before because what I've always done in the past is I've 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 always had like um a, an old phone. You know, you've always got an old phone. 
And so what I've just always done is bought a SIM card and then just <laughs> made up the name of somebody and then turn that phone on for a week now, with like a $5 Danielle, SIM card. And then I go, hello, yeah, she's wonderful. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask, because <laughs> you have quite a distinctive voice and I was going to ask if you masked it in any way and that mm. beautiful, incredible, beautiful I was work. I was transported I was transported to foggy London town. Uh, Honestly, I feel that. like this is this must be what Lorne Michaels felt when he first saw Will Ferrell audition for Saturday Night Live. Absolutely. So complete was the character work of Danielle Walker. Absolutely. I was immersed. Well, thank you very much, boys. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, how has that gone? Okay. Has it ever blown up in your, in your face, Danielle? Never. Not once. I've gotten... Every single job I've ever used that voice for. Have you ever, um, that's wild. Have you ever, like, what's the craziest, have you ever had to do a crazy lie about yourself in these interviews? Um, I, I've not worked at many big corporate jobs, Michael. Mm, no, I know. Um, the yeah. jobs I've had outside of this have been uh, Viking River Cruises. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked at a dog boarding kennel. Mm-hmm. I've worked um, at a publishing company that was sort of basically i think some sort of scam oh my god was it was it run by the fucking ballarat uh love Love child child people maybe i have no idea who ran it they never came in (laughs) it was just supposed to be giving stock advice to old people and i don't think it was okay anyway um whatever and another place i worked was i was a courier and one of the other people who i trained up she told me within five minutes of knowing her that she had been haunted by her ex-husband's ghost uh-huh. and that she knew he was around because she could smell roast potatoes and gravy. <laughs> and was Imagine he, if your, your was ghost he, smelled like potatoes and gravy. Was he a very messy eater? Was that the- <laughs> <laughs> All right. There are some more rules if you want to move into this place, All okay? Right. Other rules to consider before contacting me. Uh, only four people, no more, ever. No pets, not even a fish. No laundry on site. The hookups have been taken out and disabled. Find a laundromat at your own expense. No backyard access or use of the yard. I've installed security cameras to ensure nobody is using my yard. No parking. No outside water use. Hoses and hose spigots have been removed. Water is at the landlord's expense. Expense. Thanks, Massachusetts. I won't pay for reckless use of water by tenants. Do you want to cool off in the summer? Find a beach. <laughs> what the? No access to the basement. I've locked the basement with deadbolts. If you need storage, find a facility at your own expense. No guests or overnight visitors. No loud music. No smoking. No marijuana. Here's interesting. Lawn care and snow removal are the tenant's responsibility. This will be written into your lease at signing. No, I'll not take off any money for the oh, the rental pli- oh, off the men. Sorry. No, I'll not take off any money off the monthly rental price for this. But uh, the shower's been stored with a five-minute timer. Sorry. But how can you how can you take care of the lawn if you don't have a fucking hose? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it maybe in Massachusetts, in rainy Massachusetts and snowy Massachusetts, maybe that's less of an issue than it is here in Australia. Uh-huh. How are you also supposed to take care of the lawn when you're not allowed in the outdoor areas? <laughs> <laughs> You've got to hire a series of drones to yeah. do it, Danny. <laughs> this this man one hundred percent is a murderer. You're not allowed in the basement. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed in the yard. Someone did die here two days ago. Are? Mm. In the basement or the yard. Uh, please limit your time outside the front of the house. You pay for the inside, not the outside. Be cautious while carrying in bags from shopping trips that the neighbour to your left is my best friend and he will tell me if you go on extravagant shopping trips, which will result in a rent increase. Be forewarned. What? So he's keeping an eye on to see if you're spending money because if you do have money to spend, he will... You should be spending it on rent, I guess. Um, No refrigerator included by your own. Front and back outside lights have been disabled because of the landlord's responsibility and financial burden to pay for them. Thanks again, Massachusetts. Take care of my home as if it is your own. Well, I mean, if it was my own, I'd be able to leave. I'd be able to go outside (laughs) the yard. Please come prepared with a pen for your rental application as we do not provide pens. Oh, that's the last straw. That's the last straw. <laughs> they cost money. Uh, heat is electric. Blast it all you want. It's not included in the rent. It's your expense. Go for it. Stay toasty. Uh, it's located in Lynn, which is close to Boston. And I'm asking for current rental rates. Any email trying to negotiate rents will be deleted and blocked. 
$2,500 a month for an entire house. Don't like it? Please look into moving moving to Boston on Newbury Street. Regards, and this is Eric. And again, uh, yes, this is in Lynn, Massachusetts. Well, he sounds great. I, uh... <laughs> <sighs> I can't deal with this man. Yeah, he's a fucking nightmare. I'm too stressed out. <laughs> and there's enough, like, there's enough weird little ticks there that make me think that it, it's not just somebody taking the piss. Mm, like, yeah, there's, a, there's yeah. enough little details and it doesn't, like, go completely bananas that makes me feel like this is a real guy called Eric. Uh, yeah. None of our listeners, please. Guys, I don't know what the rental market is like in Boston and I don't mm. care to know, but if you're looking somewhere, please stay clear of this place. It does not sound enjoyable. Sounds Do we awful. know how many bedrooms is two. in this house? Two bedrooms, two bedrooms. Okay, so that is still, I mean, I don't know what it's like, but it does seem quite expensive for what you're getting here, which is no outdoor access, no basement <laughs> access, no border, yeah. no laundry system. Yeah. You cannot buy furniture because mm. then and if looking you buy at the, the house, furniture. It looks like fucking shit. And again, there was a dead body in there. Two days ago. <laughs> I forgot about that. They really I was gonna say he buried the lead, but he didn't. He he led no, with he put that. it up front and then and then put so much crazy shit afterwards. Maybe but, that's um, it. Maybe like maybe maybe that's what he's trying to do, because he's gotta tell you probably. There's probably some thanks Massachusetts law that you have to say if there's a dead body been in there. Oh. And so he's like, Yeah, yeah, dead body. And then he does all these like cuckoo bananas stuff uh afterwards. So like people are like fixated on the lawn. Um, yeah. Guys, this episode, this particular episode with Danielle Walker has been an absolute delight. I have enjoyed every second of it. Danielle, even the part where you, I think, traumatised our listeners for years <laughs> yeah. to come with not one but two stories. <laughs> back to I back. I would say that previously, honestly, so often on this show, the um, people, people talk about uh, the famous Ernest Hemingway story, the yeah. six words or whatever it is, for mm. sale baby shoes never worn. I reckon... Um, Duck died of loneliness. Yeah, duckling. So duckling dies of loneliness. Yeah. That's four words and sadder in many ways. Yeah, absolutely. Daniel, where can people find more of your more of your harrowing stuff? <laughs> um, I think, well, I don't know my Instagram handle. Okay. Right. I've forgotten it. I mm-hmm. think it's it's either at Danielle Walker Comedy at Dan Walker Comedy or at Danielle's Cool Okay. Or Cool Science Facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's at Barack Obama. B A R A C K O B A M A. And are you on Twitter or are you a well adjusted person? I have Twitter. I I do not go on it. Yeah. And I also have Facebook, but I accidentally deleted my fan page. Okay. Um, oh. <laughs> And I can't get it back, and so now I'm like, nah, so I don't use that at all. Can I just say, um, and I mean this sincerely, you are very bad at social media. <laughs> I'm, I know, and it's it's so hard because you're supposed to, like, be online to have mm. a career. Oh, so you simply must really, be on the computer, yeah. I really don't know what I'm going to do or how I'm going to do it. Maybe I should pay a ghost social media writer or something. Put it up on Airtasker. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael, uh, you, you, have a- you and I have another podcast uh, with a bunch of other uh, lovely folks called Dragon Friends. Fucking nerds. Okay. Where uh, we uh, go, I was about to say go through the week's classifieds. <laughs> no, it's a, it's, a, it's an ongoing Dungeons and Dragons adventure. Uh, play, it's uh, comedians playing Dungeons and Dragons, comedians who have never played Dungeons and Dragons before playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And have Which been doing now- so now for seven years. Yeah, I realised the other day <laughs> with like a genuine panic that we have been doing that show for longer than I did high school. Um, <laughs> but we're not doing it for six hours a day or whatever. That's very you know, true. Five days a week. Um, um, yes, it's called Dragon Friends. Go check that out. You can hear Michael Hing on Triple J at some point during your day. Monday to and Friday. And occasionally you can hear um, Danielle Walker, who's um, who's stu- who is a regular guest on our show now, and it's it's she's a real delight. I'm gonna does be she, honest. Does she have a segment called Sad Animal Stories <laughs> where she just bums yes, out the nation? She comes and tells the saddest animal story she can find, <laughs> That's and then the you text one. in if you're crying or not. Oh four three nine seven five seven triple five. Let us know how this has affected your mental health. It's Danielle Walker's Sad Animal Stories on Triple J. <laughs> uh, and I got a newsletter called The Idiot Report, which you can go to by going to idiotreport.com. Uh, where I do little essays and short fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to plug one other tiny thing, mm-hmm. my TV show that I've been oh, doing. Oh, shit, uh, yeah. You couldn't talk about this last time. 
Yeah, uh, Celebrity Letters and Numbers. It's a new, it's kind of like uh, the Australian version of Added to Ten Cats Does Countdown, but for obvious reasons, it's not the same as that because I'm not Jimmy Carr. You um, pay your taxes yeah, for one thing. Yeah, take that. And I don't have hair plugs. No, he's, I'm sure he's nice um, and lovely. I don't know him very well. I've never met him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so not at uh, all then. No, I don't know. I've yeah. never met him. But if you want to watch that, it's from October the 2nd, Saturday nights on SBS at 830 um, friends of the show are on that. Um, and also, if you're like, what? I hate puzzles. I could never I could never watch a puzzle show. I hate puzzles. I, I'm, I'm too dumb to understand puzzles, if that's what you're thinking in your brain. Jesus. Um, we've been, yeah, first of all, hey, you're being too hard on yourself. Yeah, love and yourself, secondly, man. And uh, secondly, this Wednesday night, which will be the, what date is that? That is the, uh, I think the, the 15th of September. People have calendars. Uh, yeah, 15th of September, we are going to be doing a little Dragon Friends, the Dragon Friends Twitch stream where uh, me and some of the other Dragon Friends will be playing some of the games on Twitch. So you can tune into that around 8 o'clock and learn that on the Dragon Friends Twitch stream. Uh, but that's all I've got to plug, Ben. Yeah. Um, that was uh, such a delight having you, Danielle. Um, hopefully when I recover from your stories, we can have you back again. Uh, until next time, bye. 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 bye.